Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of Go Off Sis. All right, y'all, I know there's so much going on in the world right now, and it can seem or feel or be actually real heavy, real dark. And I want to acknowledge that first and foremost. And I also want to say that's why we, your sisters, are here to bring some love, some energy, some lightness, some levity into the conversation. We need it in the chat, okay? Because it's hard right now. So we're here for the next hour and a half or so. Kick back to your feet. Let's giggle a little. Let's have some fun. Let's just have some energy commuting together, all right? Today we're setting the vibe. We're talking about that summer, summertime staple music. Okay. Who got the ox? Because we're getting into it today. Talking all things music, summer cookout style, soft girl summer playlist style, what the girls are giving us to boom cat to on the TikTok style, all of it. All right. Obviously, of course, this episode is a well-timed in honor of our summer, summertime festival, the glow up happening this weekend, June 18th and 19th in Atlanta at 787 Windsor. All right. Let me just get this quick promo in. We're going to be bringing all of the summertime energy, all right? Full lineup, conversations, workshops, installations. We're building a roller rink, okay? A real roller rink, okay? Everyone from La La Milan to Coco Jones. And then we're ending the night with that musicality, all right? We got Pap Chanel, Cali, Cash Page, MKXYZ. And ending the night on Sunday, our marquee, Big Lotto, okay? Big Lotto Entergy. So if you haven't, get your tickets right Right now, what you doing? Right now at unbothered.live. All right, we're done with that. Keeping the energy going though, because we're going to give you all a sneak peek of that glow up energy. We're bringing baby Tate to the mic today. You can't catch her in Atlanta. You can catch her right here. We're going to have a real good, fun combo with her. And she's just going to give us some of those Manny Petty vibes that we're going to get all weekend long in Atlanta. So we got you covered either way. As always, I am here with my unbothered crew. Today, we got some new voices on the mic. So I'm excited to introduce y'all. All right. I am Chelsea, your VP here at Unbothered. And we got Maya on the mic. How you doing today, Maya? What's up, y'all? Y'all already know who it is. It's your down south girly. Now I'm in Brooklyn. So I'm doing all right. You know, I'm ready to be outside. I'm ready to be at the glow up. If you want to see the unbothered girlies, you know where to pull up to the ATL. Hey, okay. And we got Anae over here. How you doing? Hey, y'all. It's Adal Anae Komanibo. You know what? I'm fine. Like, I'm just okay. This has been a really long week. But we pushing through. It's nice outside. I look cute. You know, we're going to make it. We all right. Yes. Yes, indeed. Okay. And we have a new voice to the podcast, but not new to Unbothered. So I'm glad y'all are getting to meet her in this way. Krista Duapo, who is on our social team, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about what you do, who you be. What's up, y'all? I'm so excited to be here. It's your favorite social strategist, Krista Adwafo, on the mic. I'm just okay right now because this week has definitely been hard, but it's warming up outside. I'm ready to be outside this weekend. I'm preparing to be in these streets, so I'm looking forward to having a good time. And we're going to see you with that hair, too, with the, with this. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Krista just uh, cut her hair, and she's back in the Black Baldy Club yes. killing it, okay? 
Thank you very much. <laughs> yes. Okay. So as I said this season, y'all, we are going to be really digging into some unpopular opinions. And since we're talking music, we're going to talk some unpopular opinions. All right. So just go with us here because, again, music is subjective. So we are all allowed to have our opinions. But first, you know what, Krista? Guest permissions, you're going to go first. All right. Give us one of your unpopular opinions on music today. Okay. So... Not like I mentioned, it's warming up, it's summertime, and Afrobeats, in my mind, is the official genre of summertime, okay? This is mm. Afrobeats time to shine, and so I want to give this unpopular opinion. On these Afrobeats remixes, like Essence, the Mona Lisa remix just came out, we don't need Justin Bieber, Ed Sheeran on the track. We don't even need Chris Brown on the track, if I'm being perfectly honest, okay? I know people were saying he slid on Mona Lisa. I don't care. We don't need him. Afrobeats is a giant in its own right. We don't need these crossover artists to, to get new new ears on it. Listen, if you're sleeping on Afrobeats, you're sleeping on Afrobeats. I don't need to hear Ed Sheeran. Who's next? Dua Lipa. I don't want to <laughs> see it. I don't need it. That's my unpopular opinion. I feel like that's very fair and like should not be so unpopular. <laughs> because saying. also, I'm like, we, but we didn't ask. We didn't ask. We, we didn't ask. Great points. Mm -hmm. Great points. Okay. Coming in strong, Krista. Okay. And I'm going to need some of your, again, always unpopular opinion on music. (laughs) How about you? You need, you need the truth. That's what it is. Um, The truth is that uh, the girls and the girls, the, the gender, you know, neutral girls need to get vocal training. A lot of these people cannot sing and it shows up in the live performances because it doesn't give anything. And on the other end, if you can sing, but you don't have stage presence, you need to go do something about that too. I am so tired of seeing people on the stage not doing anything. It's so boring. I paid money for that. I can do that better in my house. Like, let's get some, let's do some research. Let's work, mama. Like, come on. (laughs) Mama, let's research. (laughs) Let's work. Let's work. (laughs) I know that's right. Because give me a show. Give me something to faint over. These hoes ain't fainting these days. I need bitches to start passing out. Pass out. Listen, listen. There's nothing to pass out about. There's nothing. And I think it's because I a lot of artists faint. are... Fainting. When was the last time you fainted? It was probably like 10 years ago because a lot Girl, of Girl, at the Millennial Tour when Bow Wow was 10. <laughs> <laughs> that's that was a really I good did. show, though. See? Yeah. No, I mean, it. that's really true. And today you brought up... A, you're bringing... Well, you're bringing up some points. How about that? But you brought <laughs> up a great point at the end here when you're saying that, like, stage presence and being able to dance, sing, and bop the whole time for a 90-minute show is a lost art. Yeah. Not everyone has that art. And now, you know, people are making songs for three minutes. They're making songs for the 30-second duet. They're making songs mm-hmm. for the 20-second stitch for TikTok, right? Like, so they're not actually thinking about, okay, what is a show? How does a show come together? They're like, let me get this quick reel off and go viral real quick. Which, exactly. okay, okay, okay. But everyone can't be doing that. It, it, mm-hmm. it, Everyone, there's got to be some musicality. There's got to be some artistry still in some of this music. And I think we have lost some of that, though we've gained a lot with the TikTok and with the creativity, you know? It's called the TikTok, right? That's formally what it's called. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's what the kids call it. <laughs> it's called days. the clock app. The clock, the clock app. The clock app. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. exactly. Maya, come, come on and give us one of your unpopular opinions. Hey, how you doing? Um... <laughs> Can we bring back the good writers, please? Well, what y'all, what y'all writing now? Y'all, y'all getting these little samples signed off on and beat bop booping over the beat. It's not giving that. 
It's not giving that. Give them people their sample back if you're not going to kill it. That's number one. Okay. Say his number name. Two, say his name, Maya. I'm going to say it later. I'm going to drag him later. I'm going to drag him. I'm going to drag him. Music is also not a retirement plan. Okay. It's not, oh, I was on Love and Hip Hop and everybody was doing music on Love and Hip Hop, so I'm going to do music too. No, girl. Just be cute. It's okay. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's all right. You know what I'm saying? Like, your your little beat bop boot TikTok song was cute, but Jackie, Jackie Harlow, Jackson. Call him by his Call name. Him. Call him. The Jackster. What you doing? The last album sweets? I'm mad. I was really mad because I got on TikTok and I was I was playing the hell out of that track. I was like, oh, it's gonna be good. Drop the song, drop the song. He dropped the song and I was on the way to the airport. I was mad the whole flight. I was mad. <laughs> Not at ruined. It your gave day. nothing. <laughs> It, the whole one. I mean, I don't subscribe to whatever that Harlequin man is doing. <laughs> but like, what if that was like, what if that was like on his heart? Do you know what I mean? What if, what if he was like, this is what I need to give from myself for the audience? You know what? You know what nothing. I mean? You know what he said? Giving nothing? Oh. You know what he said? <laughs> Trying to comfort Jack, rethink it. He should have rethought it. Re- do it. Do it. You know what? He does have some okay. Rethink though. it. He does. He does. I can't yeah, even do yeah, that does. for him. He does. He does. And that's what I'm saying. Jack Harlow is very calculated. No, that's what I'm saying. He's one of these, tic- I want to call him a TikTok artist, but he's one of these artists that knows how to manipulate TikTok for his gain. And I think he went mm. too far this time and forgot to make music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he forgot to make mm. the song. But Maya, you brought up a good point about writers, right? Yeah. I mean, it's because they're keeping the good stuff to themselves. Like Victoria Monet, Money Long, all the girls and girls who write music are now performing their own music. So why would I give you the heat if I can perform it myself? It's like a lot easier to enter Hollywood now, I think, through music because it's so democratized. So if I can create good music and I don't have to give someone else my music, I'm going to do it for myself. Very, very true. But also... (laughs) Sometimes the lyrics don't matter. You're right. Let... This is I'm not saying legs and hips <laughs> and body. I don't, don't, don't. Come on. Don't, 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 don't. <laughs> baby said, if Tyler Perry can do it, I can do it. If they could do it in Temple Run, Candy not Birds temp- can do it, baby. Donkey Kong ass beat. Listen. Please. I mean, Please. and I, I feel like that song and so many others are giving like, okay, I can get into the industry. Music doesn't really have that thing that's like, you don't have to have that magic necessarily to get into the industry because I feel like Everyone can make it, which is good, but it's also bad. But it's also good, but it's mostly bad, I think. (laughs) No, this is a real, (laughs) real conversation. I want to get into that. Uh, FYI, my unpopular opinion, uh, I do not understand and I will never understand Billie Eilish ever, ever, ever. I, oh, all I hear well, is a dif- long, 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 long. I don't. There's just no time to die. <laughs> no, don't, don't, don't do the eyelash. Don't do I, my I don't get it. Like white cousin like that. Not your no. cousin. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, me personally, I think I'm hearing different music. Like it's fine. She just gave me a different cut, and it, I just will not. My ears will not work i'm just like ah but that is again what we're talking about when i say music is subjective and Ana, to your point that music is so much more democratized now right and that comes with a lot of positives right because 
some of the most amazing creative work I've ever seen. The most talented people are on TikTok that I'm like, I would never have known you were here. I would never have known you had that kind of talent, songwriting, mixing, editing ability, if it weren't for those kinds of platforms, right? But then on the same token, you know, like for every Saucy Santana who's a genius, we get 10 How's that? Now, what was that? You know, kind of things. And so I want to ask, though, like, is that democratization always a bad thing? Because we do get that chance to be more creative. People have platforms that they've never had before. And we're not beholden to A&R and executives telling us what good music is and telling us these are the only five people you're going to listen to for this entire summer. You know? Yeah, I think. The clock apps and the Insta world and all these other platforms have kind of confused the kids on what quality music is. And I'm not saying that the people on the clock apps don't have quality music because they some of them be hitting, some of them be given soul. But I feel like to Chelsea and Nay's point that it's just so easy now that to cipher through all of that to determine who is really going one hit and two have longevity and three make me feel because I want to feel something. You know, I love to twerk like the rest of them, but baby, can you make me feel right here in the heart? So, you know, where's Lil Pump? Oh, okay. Where is Lil Pump? <laughs> oh, okay. Where's Lil Pump? At the gas station? I don't know. Because at the end of the day, it I was mean, just a hit and quit for him. I understand so what you're the, saying. I get you know, it, but I think it's because crazy. taste is subjective, right? So anything exactly. is possible. People can love Lil Pump and think he's the best thing after Beethoven and Mozart. But then there's the rest of us who have ears and <laughs> who can hear something be like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and so I think this conversation about taste and being subjective goes into industry conversations about the academy and who gets the opportunity to advance and who gets recognized because there are certain people who have won awards that have furthered their career over other people that make no sense. And it's hard to say because taste is subjective. The Academy has a specific taste. We have a specific taste. Different listeners have specific tastes. And it just sucks that there's no like standard, you know, that like uniform streamlined standard because then there's artists who are really great but don't have that viral quality or don't have big labels backing them or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I kind of think that's why the democratization that comes with TikTok specifically, but all these social platforms is really important because before that, we really were beholden to labels telling us who was going to be the person we're listening to this year and then beholden to like the Academy and all, all these awards bodies that yeah. vote. And they're the ones who telling us who are telling us who's good. So those award shows we've seen year after year aren't really hitting the, the, actual zeitgeist of the moment, the, the, what yeah. people actually want. We know that that's the case. But now, because we have apps like TikTok, and yes, there are problems that TikTok is creating in the music industry. We saw Halsey complaining about having to post eight TikToks a day or something like that. Who? To me, that seems like first world problems. Halsey and... Uh, exactly, exactly, Chelsea. <laughs> I mean, that's, exactly. You don't Thank like you. Billie Eilish, you're not going to fuck with her. It's fine, Chelsea. It's okay. But outside of that, I have found so many dope artists that I really wouldn't have heard. I'll give Dochi as an example. I would not... I hadn't heard Dochi before TikTok and I do think that that catapulted her career and she now has... She's kind of reached this next level where she doesn't necessarily need TikTok, but she's getting noticed in other circles. I think that's mm -hmm. really been kind of revolutionary for the music industry to be able to find artists that don't have any 
label backing, any industry backing. I, I have people in my liked songs that have like 50 million or not 50, 50,000 listens a month, which isn't super high for Spotify, you know, things like that, that I would never have found them. They're not on the playlist. They're not, the labels aren't pushing them, but TikTok put it on my for you page. And now I have a new fave. Yeah. Mm. You know, um, yeah, Krista, yeah. you're so positive. <laughs> I love that. You, you bring in some positivity <laughs> uh, because I think, um, I'm going to just go left with it because I think we also wow. need to talk about when we talk about like, again, who gets to determine what's famous, what's performing, what's popular. It has been, again, it's like five white people sitting in a room being like, we're going to push this person. They're going to get all the streams. They're going to get all the touring energy. They're going to get all the merch, all the A&R, all of yeah. that. And that goes to one or two people and there's not enough to go around. Right. And also they own you. Once you do that and you get into that system, right? So it's not only about democratizing mm -hmm. the media, it's democratizing the money, you know, it's democratizing who, where that money goes and who gets those money off of those 50,000 streams, right? And so when I think we're talking about like labels and accolades, it's something that... I like push up against too, because we have even have this conversation internally when we're thinking about how we want to cover award shows, if we want to cover award shows as a media brand and as journalists, but also as people, do we care anymore? When we talk about these award shows, like, do we care about them? And if not, does that matter? Because who still gets to decide what's good and who decides who's cutting the check? It's going to be those people who get the Grammys, right? But like, again... Why is Macklemore beating Kendrick Lamar at the Grammys? Child, Why? I will never like, be over that. So it's fraudulent. It's it's just fraudulent. So like, do we even care anymore? I mean, about those accolades. We don't, but we do, right? And the artists don't, but they definitely do. It still hurts. Like the the fact that Macklemore, mm. after that, he couldn't come to this side of Brooklyn, baby. <laughs> There's no way. There's no way that you can come to the side of Brooklyn. It's Adele apologizing for beating Beyonce for me. Yeah. You know that yeah. you were wrong, right? And so I think that artists do care, even if they're like, oh, you know, who cares about the Grammys? Who cares about the Oscars? Who cares about the... You care about it. And it shows up in your work. I think about Drake and I think about Kanye and all these people who are like, I don't care about the institution or whatever, but the quality of your music has changed after you stopped, care, stopped caring mm. about the music, right? I, Drake used to have a different sound and nowadays he's just having fun, which is great. I'm having a good time, but nice for what is not the same Drake that we met just a couple years ago who was like, I want to be recognized by people. And I think that there's a different kind of hunger in music and just any kind of like entertainment, whatever, when you're looking for recognition. And I don't think that it's a stretch to say that people... The art does kind of suffer when you're not necessarily looking for recognition. Not everyone's going to be a Kendrick Lamar who's like, this is therapy for me. I think about Kanye and even Doja, who's kind of like, well, you know what? You're classifying me in a genre that I don't really fit in. So I'm not even going to do this. I'm going to do whatever I want. And it's just kind of like that. It creates a weird dynamic in the industry where artists are competing against each other, but also trying to pretend like they don't care. And I just, I think it's really weird right now in music. And as a consumer, it's uncomfortable because you're like, I want you to win a Grammy, but mm -hmm. you don't want to win it? And that's why you're making music like this? Okay. SZA comes to mind when you said that because yeah. we mm -hmm. saw how long it... I mean, when did Control come out? 2017? Mm. And it was so incredible, but she got so horribly snubbed that she... I mean, I think her album's supposed to come out in June, I think. 
Yeah, oh, Rihanna, Rihanna's supposed to come out in June too, child. <laughs> Beyonce too. We don't know, but it probably wouldn't have been five years if that mm. hadn't happened to her at the Grammys. You know, that affected her confidence very visibly for her fans. That's kind of why I get annoyed because I don't care if she won a Grammy. The music is amazing. I want the I want alt, and we should have had to leave exactly. by now. Exactly. Like, why are we worried about hello a bunch of white people sitting in a room making decisions on things they really can't even speak to okay yeah. we need space bar too. escape cast lock <laughs> i know i know she has it listen we need Log it in the, she has it in the vault because you didn't win a grammy you're keeping it in there exactly. okay i'm dying but that is what i'm saying like i have that's my literal question like what do these awards actually mean? Like, does it mean because you didn't have, you don't have three Grammys, you know, you can't be on somebody's soundtrack. You don't have four Grammys. You can't do your next album. Like what? Okay. Okay. I'm going to break this down because as you know, I, I was like, this is going to be my life. So I had to study it for a long time because I, I was like, this is, I'm going to be an artiste. One, Erica Badu style. I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit. That okay. Art, mm-hmm. They just are. Like, artists are like that. They're like, well, the, I was spent, I gave everything. Mm-hmm. And for it not to be received and to be recognized in the way that I think it should be, they get, they just do. They get real mad. You know, Drake has some white wine in his Uggs and he's crying right now. Like, you know, that's just like where he lives, you know? And then secondly, it's what I keep saying it is a business. A hundred percent. This is a music business. And the people who win Grammys, the people who win all the awards, they're the people who get the merch. They're the people who get the world tours. They're the people who get put up for different opportunities, Mm -hmm. huge opportunities. They push your music on Spotify. They're pushing your music on the radio when people used to listen to the radio, right? When you hear that song, you're like, why is this on the radio? No one likes this. It's because... Again, some A&R people were like, we are pushing this 1,000%. This Halsey track better go off. Like, that's what they're doing. But it's not real, but it's this constructed version. And for a lot of people, you need that Grammy Award winning or Grammy nominated before your name, before they'll even look at you. And I'm Mm -hmm. not saying it's right. I'm just telling you that that's how the business is. is. That's what they're looking for in these processes. Okay. What came to mind when you said that was uh, Lucky Day, my husband. I saw him recently. And the tickets, when they went on sale before the Grammys, they were selling for like 50, 60 bucks. After the Grammys, you couldn't get a ticket for less than 150. And my dumbass did not buy my ticket on time. So I had to pay the 150. And yes, I did pay the 150 for my man. I was willing to do that. But let's be, let's saw- be clear. Krista had a chance to buy the tickets on time. I want to <laughs> just say that. We were, we were supposed to buy <laughs> it at the same time. Just, Here's what happened. Go, go ahead, Queen. Here's what happened. I, I, you know, I like to consider myself a by Coastal Babe. So I didn't know which city I was going to see him in. And so I was waiting to make that decision. And the next thing I knew, he wanted to Grammy and I had to pay $150. That's what happened. I'm going to be honest. Wow. But you see how the value went up. He was still the same artist. I was just about to say that my mind is warped because he's the same nigga. Like... I I mean, it's it's also like, again, these people, and again, like these artists, like essentially have borrowed money from labels. And so they have to pay it back too so they say we're fronting you this much amount of money to put this album out and you got to reach this many sales and this many people and da 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 and if you don't it's coming out of your pocket literally it's coming out of your pocket so they know if they need to get the right promotion Mm. to pay back the label that's why when we're having this conversation about owning your masters you know with meg the stallion with some literally anita baker 
who is a legend, still doesn't own her masters because the label essentially owns you if you go through that machine. And so that I think is one of the things also that people don't necessarily realize is that a lot of these artists are chained to these labels. And we have dozens of stories of people who couldn't get out of their contract, for instance, and couldn't make the type of music that they wanted to make, right? Because of the way that this system is 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 just created. It's it's not for the artist. It, that's point blank period. It's not for the artist. Mm. More of the story. Get your SoundCloud yes. up. Do you know? That's fact. I mean, additionally, in terms of like what's at stake, there's money at stake and there's, you know, these people are paying back millions of dollars and some will never repay it, which is so tragic and so awful. But also, on the other hand, it's about clout. It's about elitism. It's a pride thing. It's an ego thing. There are artists that have won and they're in a special club that no one else will ever be in. When you think about the the spectrum of artists who have an EGOT, who are Emmy winners, Grammy winners, Oscar winners, Tony winners, that's such a high honor. Not everyone can say that. And most people, I will say 95% of people will never have that opportunity. So there is a special kind of prestige that comes with that. And once you are Grammy nominated, Grammy winner, um, once you are an EGOT person, your life is different. You're on a different level, like career wise, but also just socially, you're the elite of the elite. So I think there's a lot of pride in that. It's a very lofty goal, but I do think that it puts you on a different level, whether or not you actually deserve the awards is a different thing. But if you got them, no one can take it away from you. Is that why Whoopi's always going left? Because she got her EGOT and she doesn't care. Because you're not going to beat her up. You're not going to beat her up and you're not going to take her awards away. Every time I turn around, I'm like, just sit down. But she's not going to because she's got her EGOT. So you're not going to say nothing to her. And it's so true because it is clout and it all translates, right? Like those Grammy nominations, like you said, those awards, those translate also to who gets to do the circuit, who gets to be on the festivals, right? Like who gets to headline moments. And when we think about, you know, Coachella that just passed, that we're going into a summer of festivals. Yeah. A lot of times the labels and the people who are deciding this are like, okay, we're going to put this name because right. we know that's going to sell tickets. And when you're not on it, people kind of lose it, whether you're the artist or the consumer. Right. Like who was, it was Wale that was going crazy on the internet about oh. not headlining broccoli, which I don't even understand. Like Wale, why? I, he's so confusing to me. Like. I would not expect no. to see Wale headlining a festival. I'm so sorry, Chelsea. I know you love him, but I would not expect to see his name top billing. So why was he so bent out of shape? I don't know. Come on. The album about nothing, though, that was so good. It it was. It, 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 my whole it, college career. I mean, my yes. high school career. Right? And that's part yes. of the thing. I mean, the funnier thing is that with like Coachella, I mean, Coachella, at least, I think Broccoli Fest is different and maybe like South By or whatever, but... Coachella being one of the biggest, if not the biggest, people are not going to Coachella to listen to music for the most part, right? Like there's only a couple that you're like, okay, I got to go to this Coachella because X, Y, Z, people are going to Coachella to do drugs. They're going to get their looks off. They are going to influence and be on Instagram. That's really what it's giving. So the music part, I think certain people like Beyonce, Coachella, I'm going there for Beyonce. Please come back. Give, give us one more chance. Give us one more chance. I missed the last one. Please come back. <laughs> did, did none of us go? No, I didn't. I was there. An iconic moment in my life. Yes. I saw that Solange. Came, yeah. I was at the week where she fell, but it was cute. She hopped up real cute. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was with people who weren't Beyonce fans. And so what I did was looked around and gauged who 
was as hype as me. And that's who I watched the show with. I, I We have a moment shared for the rest of our life. I don't even know those people. I don't even know their names. But me and the two men in front of me were getting our entire life. And when Destiny's Child came out, I fell into their arms. And we'll never forget that moment for the rest of our life. I just don't understand how Beyonce is on the stage, like giving her, like she's sweating on you. And you're like, oh, like, I Why are don't you here? Understand. Why are you here with somebody like me? I was streaming. Why are you? <laughs> I was streaming in my apartment. Give me the ticket. Looking silly. Literally. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I watch that all the time. And I, I like, I'm like, I don't understand the level of detail, the level of thoughtfulness, the level of creativity, the level of connectivity. She thought about every mm. single thing. And there no was reason. no reason. Like, we did not deserve that. We still don't deserve that. Obviously, I'm so thankful for it. But, like, she didn't have to do all of that. And she, can't she help gave herself. us. I mean, Virgo. Like, she's she, big she Virgo. Really, she's big Virgo. Yeah, she's she not will never do it again. She cannot. Because that's a that's a once in a lifetime yeah. type of thing, yeah. right? And that's, but the, the fact that she poured everything exactly. into it, that's because that's an artiste. Okay, that's the person who's putting forth the show and said, I am the mm. show. I'm the reason you came. So you're going to get your money's worth. Netflix, you're going to get your money's worth. People sitting at home, mm. you're going to get your, well, you ain't pay, but you're going to get your something, right? And I think about people like Beyonce <laughs> who have inspired a whole generation of other people. I will always, always talk about the Houston hottie, Megan Thee Stallion, because Megan Thee Stallion is not singing necessarily, but she has that same drive. I went through all of these different things, but I'm still going to come out and shake some. And you gonna shake some? Maybe it's not about the secret sauce about Beyonce. You know, I'm talking about the work ethic, right? And the drive. That's the thing that mm-hmm. can be recreated. You can. Yo, let me say this: you will never sing like Beyonce, Giselle, Nose Carter. But you know what you can do? Get on the treadmill and sing your next song. You know what you can do? Be in the peloton singing. You know what you can do? Run across the stage in heels. You can build your stamina, but the, people don't even want to do that. You don't even have the talent to do the thing, but you don't even want to do the, uh, at least distract the, anyway, go ahead, Maya. No, I was going to say, I'm I'm getting on my my high horse. You you made a point er earlier about the standard because I feel like I was thinking like, dang, every generation leading up to us, me and Krista, has had that standard, had an Aretha, had a Beyonce, had a Whitney. Well, who, why y'all not putting yeah, me in there? Yeah. Hold on. The people up under us. <laughs> yeah, what are you trying to say? Huh? I, I too am a child of the <laughs> 90s. I'm it's 92. Fine. I'll take it. I'm okay. serious, but we had Beyonce. The, the millennials right. had Beyonce. Like, we had Destiny Shaw. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying the kids that are younger than us, they, didn't, they don't have anybody. And I feel like they're in that searching process. Like, who do you think is as big as Aretha, as big as Beyonce, who is big as Whitney right now, or has the potential to do so? At this moment in time, nobody, Doja baby. Oh, okay. Doja's a I'm going to say Doja Who said that? I love Doja, but I thought Doja Cat could give. No, well, forget Right. Right. <laughs> That's why star I, I power. Don't just stand. Yes. Star power. Star. You're saying. Yeah, yeah. Star power. So that's that's what the vocals forget about it, but the the capacity. Doja. <laughs> I would say Doja Cat. I saw a point made recently, or actually, I don't know if it was recently, that because of social media, because we can see everyone all the time, mm-hmm. there's like celebrity culture has died. I don't think we're ever gonna have stars as big. As a Beyonce, mm. Michael Jack, it's just not gonna happen again. We have too much access to everybody. Too much. There's mm. a million influencers grabbing our attention. It's no longer just a few celebrities yeah. at the top that we're watching. So I just, I don't like the talent might be there, but the star 
like people fainting because Michael Jackson stuck his head out his hotel window. That's not gonna happen no mm-hmm. more. No one like no one's standing for people, even though that wasn't a term back then. No one's doing that anymore these days. Maybe yeah. BTS. I don't know. Not only is social like change the game, but we also have very short memories. Okay. Yeah. Because I remember the old head that I am, thank you, Maya, when Beyonce came out with her solo album, they like the New York Times headline critique of it was mm-hmm. Beyonce, she's no Ashanti, which <laughs> what? That man still has a job, also, I told you, which makes no sense. Literally. Is it a white man? So I'm like, of course it is. Of mm. course it is. So I'm like, yes, it's never going to be that big, that mania. But we're also looking yeah. at the past through rose-colored glasses of like, mm-hmm. we, we were not thinking of Beyonce in the same way that we are now. And I do think when we, again, are talking about the young girls, the Chloe's, the Normani's, like they're young, they're 22, they're 23, they're finding their sound, they're finding their vision, they're finding their legs in front of everyone. And I think we all want them to be a very specific version of themselves and- yeah. I, I think it's tough. I agree. And A, I told you, I Come want on. everyone to go to the Matthew Knowles boot camp. I, we need to bring that back. Okay. Because you said running on treadmills and heels. We, I'm just saying that's an exercise that we could possibly bring back. But yeah. that is not everyone's ministry. And not everyone is going to be doing that popping ready to go. Bills, bills, bills at age 17. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 The social media, we're hypercritical, but I'm going to need you to um, love you when you pick a lane, <clears throat> sweetie. Like Trina say, when you hit that stage, you need to hit that stage and do what you're supposed to do. Okay. So if you are a pop girl and you're like, oh my gosh, country music, that's my new bae. I'm aligned with that, but I need you to do some work in the country space before you try to be uh, all up in a country song. Okay. I need you to go ahead and get it together first. You know, just a little one-two step. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying perfected or anything, but, you know, work on it. Then release it out. Because one thing people going to do, yeah. especially with social media, they're going to drag you. And you know that. So just get a little bit good at it before you try it. I understand you're already a music artist, but this is a new pool for you. So put your floaties on, you know, you see, check the temperature of the water. And then you can, you know... Do the full backstroke. First of just, all, just Maya, that was a really good note. That Do... was really good. Maya been to the school <laughs> of Beyonce and Giselle. She read the Bible yeah. of Beyonce. I like it. But I also think it, there's something about <laughs> effort, right? Even if you are not the country girl, the pop, whatever, if you're trying to explore, put your best effort into it. I feel like people are half-stepping in music. You're not putting Hello. the energy into it. And that's why the music is not sticking. You're going to go viral the song. I'm not going to call nobody's name because love and light to all of you. How can the song people be doing the choreography to your song on TikTok? And then we're like, okay, where's the next music? Because we don't care about that anymore. It might have been the top of the charts, but then there's another thing that's going to come and mm-hmm. replace it. I want to have more... I, I keep talking about Beyonce because God love her. I love her, baby. We miss you so much. Please come back. But... There's never gonna where there's no crazy in loves anymore. Do you understand what I'm saying? There's no there's no uh deja vu anymore because no, people are no. not like you're trying to every formula, you're throwing whatever, but you're not putting one hundred percent of yourself into the song. Give us music that you have you have sweated mm-hmm. and cried and bled on. And that's the music that people are gonna remember. I talked about Doja Cat, I know what the girls think, but whatever. When I think about cyber sex, that whole pink, hot pink album, this other one. There's so many songs in that, that Doja Cat album that I'm like, I'm going to hear that in 10 years. 
And I'm going to pull the car over and I'll be like, y'all don't know nothing about this. My kids are going to be sick of Doja Cat because that's what I'm talking about. A song that somebody <laughs> slaved over. That's what I want. Let's, like Maya said, man, do your best. Do your best because we can tell when you half stepped a song for real. Yeah. We can tell. Yes, ma'am. But like, I, I do think then like, is it a situation? Because we were I was talking about this earlier. Of like, do we just need to get rid of social media for like a festival? Like this, again, I don't know if this makes any sense, but I'm just saying so that we're not having those same specific expectations. We're not, mm-hmm. do, we're act, we're there for the artistry. We're there for the music. Literally, the promotions team will kill you if that ever happened to do with no social media. But like, Ooh. I think back to like Freaknik. We just need to bring a freaknik back. And that was a simpler time when you could just act a fool, get the right music going, and it's just an entire vibe. You on st- Whether you're on stage or in the crowd, you're giving energy, you're giving effort, you're giving, I don't know, maybe we're making babies tonight. You're, mm. But you're doing it in a different way that, like, I'm just not sure exists anymore. Yeah, I mean, I think that Freaknik people and like even people at the the Lovers and Friends uh, festival that was very chaotic, those are true believers in the mission. The mission is to be an anti at that festival. The mission at Freaknik is to be freaky. We're all on the same level. We're all on the same court. What we do here will not leave here. Or maybe it might, but we're all okay with that, right? You couldn't do that in the social media world. Like there's people, we talked about Coachella. Everyone has a different agenda. Some people wanted to see Kanye. Some people wanted to go on the Ferris wheel. Some people wanted to create content. Everyone has a different agenda, but Freak Nick, it's in the name of the, the, the event. We here to get freaky, baby. We here to, you know, make some kids. Maybe not. We here to, we here to get down. We here to shake some. So I just, I, I definitely don't think, and I also think social media, it's going to be captured. We all can't, people are not going to put their phones away. Someone's going to sneak yeah. in their phone and be like, oh, look at this person caught doing this. Like the, the youth are not. Yeah. Like, tomato, tomato, tomato. Yeah. They don't know how to keep anything sacred. Would y'all go to a modern freak, Nick? I don't think I would go. Girl. I would. My name, oh, please. You know. My name is Alicia. My name is Alicia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I. You wouldn't see me, Chelsea Sanders there, but, I, you know, don't worry about it. Someone else will show up in her place and she'll look exactly like me. Exactly. I tell on myself. I tell on myself. I was yeah. getting freaky, Lord. Y'all don't even know what I was doing. Like, I, <laughs> I can't hold water. I can't go. I tell y'all secrets, too. Don't invite me. <laughs> Sorry. Anaya is a human social media. She's a human I, social media. Literally. Now, why my name get put in it? Well, I guess that means you're just going to have to come to the glow up and see. All right? <laughs> because maybe, maybe. Speaking of, all right, we talked about music, festivals, glow up. All right. What are we most excited to do at the glow up? All right. Chris, I'm going to start with you. So we have a CBD sound bath that we've prepared for y'all. I cannot wait. I'm about to be posted up at this station just zen with my my healing frequencies and my CBD just washing any stress off my body. That's what I'm excited for. Okay. Maya, how about you? Same energy? Yeah. That plus, you know, (laughs) where the niggas at? (laughs) That's it's giving See, that. Where the niggas at? Where the chocolate daddies at? I'm giving very much girls trip. Where the boy with the ooh. grapefruit? Where he at? Yeah, you want the hoochie daddy shorts? All Period. Of them. Like above right the knee. Now. Above the knee. Yeah, I'm ready to call okay. a man a whore immediately. Maya's doing the cat calling <laughs> at the glow up. That's yes. right. Scoot me. Yeah. Hey, hey, blue shorts. 
Hey, blue That's shorts. Right. <laughs> I can see your print. <laughs> Don't walk away from me. I know you hear me. I know you hear me. Why are you not smiling? Smile. You're not. You're not. Even, That's okay. You was ugly anyway. You're not even that fine. <laughs> you ugly anyway. Oh, uh, okay. Well, we'll prepare for that. And they, how about you? <laughs> I I will be catcalling in my mind. I'm not going to do it out there. But really, what I'm excited about is, is this energy, right? Like I haven't seen most of y'all I mean we just saw each other very recently but like that's only half of us we haven't seen half of our team in person and so I'm really excited to see our like in-house UB fan but also everyone else who follows us on social media who's reading our stories who's sharing our work like we have a really big family and um I'm excited to meet my family it's a family reunion we're gonna do the cha-cha slide we're gonna do the the electric slide we're gonna do the cupid shuffle I'm really excited oh that's very wholesome of you and I really appreciate it I am wholesome don't yeah love it thank you I am excited to do this in real life we're doing a whole live episode of the podcast y'all with Lala Milan who is dope and who's already been on our podcast before so she knows the vibes too so I'm just excited to like laugh and giggle with y'all like in person to hear your stories to hear again all of you roast us in real time again you guys know that's my love language but just to like do this in person and to be able to like see each other and have a good time with this podcast because it's been like y'all like five seasons in the making so i'm just i'm excited excited. yeah (laughs) okay and with that we have reached the end of our very full musical melodic melofluous conversation yes that's a word i promise look it up okay but wait we are not done yet because now we are my favorite part of the conversation yes Yes, we've reached the Don't At Me. And in case y'all need a reminder, the Don't At Me is the part of the discussion that we use to tie a bow on the conversation, give y'all some food for thought, and just some energy to move about your day with, all right? But in case the title wasn't clear, you can't at us, okay? Nothing. Nunca. Non. Nine. No. Heart emoji. And for this one, we're going to pass it on off to our guest speaker, Krista, all right, a resident music head here. Take it on away and give us that don't at me. What's up, y'all? So in honor of the glow up, which I am so excited for, I am here to speak in defense of music festivals. I know there's some mixed feelings about music festivals. Are they better than concerts? Are they fun to go to? Yes and yes. And I'm going to tell you why. I'm a diehard music festival lover. I've been to upwards of 20 music festivals at this point in my life. I've been to big ones like Coachella. I've been to tiny rinky-dink ones in random parking lots in, in the middle of California no one ever heard of. And there's so many good things about it. Where else can you see 5, 10, 15 of your favorite artists in the same day, same weekend, for a low price if you, if you divide it up by every artist? You know what I'm saying? It's bang for your buck, right? So not only that, Not only your favorite artists, but you can see new artists that either you haven't heard of or you haven't checked out their discography and you're hearing it for the first time live. Nothing is better than discovering a new fave for the first time live. Because then every time you hear that music after that, you're transported to that moment where you were vibing in the crowd. I'm going to talk about my baby Sid. That's what happened to me. I knew about Sid, but I hadn't really listened to her music. I saw her live and fell in love. She's my new fave. She's my new crush. I know she's in a happy relationship, but if that ever changes, my DMs are open. Okay, there's plenty of amazing things about festivals. Next, it can really be such, to an A's point, such a joyful community-focused experience. 
even though everyone might have a slightly different reason to be there, it really is just like good vibes. You're there to look cute. You're there to hear good music. And those are like three of my top five favorite things to do, to be honest. So with, with the heaviness and the craziness of the world going on right now, we can all use that kind of joyful experience, okay? So I know music festivals can be tough if you're scared or overwhelmed about the experience. I have some tips for you on how to have the best time. So the first one is dress comfortably and weather appropriately. I know we all want to look cute, but I promise if you're in a mini dress and heels, now your feet hurt and the sun went down, now it's 65 degrees, you're cold. You're not about to have a good time. So bring a jacket or bring a tank top underneath if it gets hot. You know, you want to be comfortable. Wear sneakers. Honestly, just wear sneakers. Let me let me just tell you that one. Uh, next, make a game plan, but be flexible. So know who you want to see in advance, what times they perform, but try to leave some time to hear a new artist, eat some food. These festivals these days are not just musical experiences like the glow up, but give yourself time to take all the extra activities in, right? Music festivals are better than concerts. Don't at me. Welcome back to season five of the Go Off Sis podcast brought to you by Target, our partner this summer as we celebrate black joy. This season, we've been reminding you what it means to be that girl. And you know we're not about to stop now. So whether you're in class, the boardroom, or working remotely beachside, I see you, friend. Target has everything you'll need for a summer full of black joy. To learn more about how Target is investing in our community, head over to Target.com slash Black Beyond Measure. Okay, today on the show, we have a very special guest, okay? I, I mean special, all right? She is healthy, she is wealthy, she is rich, and yes, that bitch, okay? <laughs> you do not know what I'm talking about, you will in a second, all right? She has been performing at all of the major festivals, breaking the interwebs with her music, looks, content, all of it, showing up with the yes energy that we need, and also a dancing queen, like her new single, okay? Oh, wait, and not only here, but she's going to be showing up at our Glow Up event live this weekend, June 10th. That's the Manny Petty vibes, okay? Please welcome rapper, singer, songwriter, producer, Baby Tate to go off, sis. Welcome. Ooh. Hey. 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 <laughs> <laughs> okay, we are so excited for this one. We're going to give you all a little preview of the conversation and just get on into it. Okay, so like I said, we're heading to Atlanta, your city. What, what do we need to know about Atlanta? Okay, we were just talking in our team meeting earlier about, okay, what is the look that we're going to give? What is the moment? Give us a little insider knowledge. What do we need to know before we before we get to Atlanta? Um, okay, there are a lot of things. Uh, number one, I would say um, pack a variety of different clothes because the weather here is tends to be a bit um, bipolar. One second, it'll, you know, act like I'm summertime now and it'll be like, just kidding, I'm still in spring. Sure. So just pack a lot, pack a variety okay. um, and, you know, bring, bring some money because, you know, strip clubs. We got a lot of strip clubs out here. I, I love to go to a little strip club, support the girls. What else? I don't know. It's just a lot. It's a lot to do in Atlanta. So um, make sure your energy is there. Okay. See, now I've got me thinking, like, do we need to take a team trip to Magic City? <laughs> like, I, this is a real <laughs> question that I have. Like, Unbothered does Magic City because now that, that's going on the agenda. Like, it, it's done. <laughs> I love this. Okay. I definitely think you should add it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Done. Done. 
How they feel about phones? How they feel about recording in the um, club? They don't care at all in Magic Ooh. City. Yeah, Maya wants no, to put on TikTok. Right. Yes, she does. <laughs> Period. Come with oh, me to no. Magic City. Come with me. Um, girl. We were already about to talk about love. Look, you can bring it in there, but I promise if you put that on TikTok, you are getting banned and you will never get your account back. That's yeah, that's I true. just created a little fake one. So, <laughs> so speaking of TikTok, you have an amazing social presence. You know, that's where I fell in love with you. The music is always killer, but the attitude on TikTok is very much... Yeah, I'm following her. So with the social media being such a catalyst in the music industry and for music careers across the world, how has it impacted your own career? Um, You know, I treat social media, um, I have like a weird relationship with social media nowadays. I think before I got more popular than I am, I was just on the internet like everybody else. And so getting, yeah. you know, more popular and more people knowing who I am, I've had to like adjust my relationship with the internet and with social media in general. And so mm-hmm. it's like a weird teeter totter where I, I want to be involved and I want to do stuff. I want to say things. I want to be a part of conversations. But at the same time, I have people like, um, why are you doing this? Why are you talking about this? Ain't you? Da, 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 da. So it's, it's weird. But I still mm-hmm. enjoy, you know, the little TikTok trends. I do them just like all the rest of these kids, these young whippersnappers. So, yeah, I, I be having fun on the Internet. YOLO, life short. I know that's, that's absolutely great. facts. Speaking mm-hmm. of TikTok, we were talking about how it has really influenced the music industry and to the point where artists are making music for TikTok. And so we're wondering, who do you make music for and what inspires you to make your new music? So I first make music for myself. I think that's very important for every artist because music is self-expression and it's also a transfer of energy. So if I don't like the energy, I don't want to give it out to anybody else. So I make it for myself first. And I make it for black women. You know, I make it for people that look like me. I make it for even people that don't look like me and and people that just want to feel good, want to feel inspired, uplifted, empowered. And yeah, that's, that's who I make music for. I don't make music for the internet because the internet is so quick. Things come and go like popcorn. Mm -hmm. So I don't make music for TikTok. If it goes up on TikTok, thank you. That's amazing. But I'm not in the studio like, y'all, we got to get a TikTok hit. Oh my God. (laughs) And is that something that you had to sort of like come to or is that something that you always sort of had like, I know what I'm doing. I know who I'm doing it for because I know, again, like you said, it it is as quick as popcorn. So is that something that you've always known that or is that something that as you've been more in the industry and become more popular that you just said like, you know what, it will do what it does. I've got it out here and this is my perspective. Yeah, I think I've always had that because TikTok is generally kind of new yeah i love that so your mom is a renowned soul singer dion ferris a birdie told us she came out at the strength of a woman festival um we're wondering did she want you to be in the music business or did she ever try to scare you out of it and what kind of advice does she give you no she did not want me in the music business and yes she definitely (laughs) did try to scare me out of it (laughs) uh you know my mom she had a deal with Columbia in 90, I don't know, four. I was born in 96 or something like that. So uh, the time, it might be incorrect. But just her journey from, you know, being a young girl that loved to sing and not knowing 
much about the music industry at all and just kind of being thrown into it just based off of her talents and having that trajectory and then her whole, you know, journey throughout the industry. I think that it just kind of jaded her a bit. And so for me, when I told her that I wanted to make music, she was always, you know, very supportive of my talents and my creativity. And so she put me in music and she put me in performing arts, elementary, middle and high school and in all types of like extracurriculars and stuff. But I started making music when I was 13. I started like producing and writing my own songs and I wanted to put these songs out so bad. I have like six albums from the age of 13 to 17 and I wanted to put them out so bad. And my mom was like, no, it's not happening. It's just not happening because she was like, I don't want to be the person to feed my child to the Mm. wolves. So if Mm. you grow up and you decide that that is the choice you want to make for yourself, then I will be supportive of it. I want you to do other things. I want you to stay in school. I want you to get your degree. But I chose to drop out and go pursue my career in music. And here we are now. So my mom is definitely proud of me. And I think that because of the information that she had, I was able to make more informed decisions based on, you know, all of that and and do better things in my career. And yeah, I'm I'm all right. I'm not I'm not getting ate up by the wolves. That that's a word though. And we were talking about that earlier about like the the music industry is a business and it can be really hard and it can be cutthroat, especially Columbia in the 90s. Yeah. Like that, that was real. And, you know, we, we hear those stories now, right? But at the time, we weren't getting that of like the pressure that labels were putting on people to be certain things or to look a certain way or to be packaged in a certain way. Like even if you weren't a Lil' Kim or a Mariah Carey, and even if you were, you were getting that pressure even 10 times as much. So I think that's that's really interesting that your mom sort of was a part of that, didn't want that for you, but also you're able to find your own path with that and do that the way you wanted to regardless. Yeah. I mean, I think even outside of your music, when we've seen you talk about body positivity and talk about your own self-image and how it's something that you have been working on your entire life and you've arrived at a point where it's like, this is who I am and I don't care what you think about it and I'm going to do what I want to do. And it's such a inspiration because not all Black women feel that way, right? We're all trying to arrive at that point. For you, how have you kind of like gotten to the place where you are, one, accepting your body, one, and two, being able to kind of be a little bit more resistant to other people's comments and discussions of your body as a celebrity, that platform is good because you have influence, but it also puts you kind of in harm's way in terms of like social media and trolls. Yeah. um, First, I'm really glad that you said the acceptance of my body because I don't really like to say body positivity. I feel like that's like, I don't know, toxic like positivity because I don't necessarily have to be happy about someone else's body. You don't have to be happy about mine either, but what you will have to do is accept it because this is what it is. You know, you got eyes just like I got eyes and you can see that this is my body and that is yours. And I'm going to accept your body and I want you to accept your body and I want to accept mine and I want you to accept mine as well. So I think, you know, uh, growing up, I was extremely, extremely small, very skinny and child, even that, you know, there are, are so many, uh, aunties and grandmas like, oh, child, you need to eat something. You need to yep. put some, some cornbread mm. on your body. Da, da, da. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, 
I am eating so much. I promise you. And nothing is working. I used to pray Mm. every night for a fat ass. I used to drink insurance all the time in college. And like just nothing was working. And I think that a lot of young girls, especially um, especially now, see all of these, you know, genetically modified bodies on Instagram and in in the, the media. And it's making everybody feel like their body is not acceptable anymore. And so for me, I I think the, the biggest thing that I, I like to tell people is that especially women, you have to let your body mature. You know, there are so many young girls out here, 19 years old, getting a BBL. Baby, for what? Like, you didn't even mm-hmm. get your, your childbearing hips yet. Why are you doing this? And so it's like, it's not that I have anything against, you know, people that get surgery. I just want people to know how dangerous it is. And to first, like, just decide if if maybe you can accept your body. Try to love it a little bit more. Put put yeah. more good things into it. I don't know. Like it's it's definitely a process though, and I think I got to this place because I finally got a little ass that I was praying for. <laughs> you know, <laughs> okay. I, I was grateful. I was grateful, and it happened around like twenty three. I just started to kind of fill out, and I was like, okay, I'm feeling this. I'm I like this a lot, and then twenty twenty hit. And I was in the house, child, eating. I was cooking so much. And I ended up gaining a lot of weight, which honestly, at the time, I had no problem with. I think I still looked great. And it's it's so weird to be in the public eye and to have like just a random stranger from the middle of Idaho just tell you what you should do with your body. And it's like, girl, you don't even know what my body really looks like. You have never seen me. You probably never will see me. I damn sure probably will never see you. And so for you to think that you are the, the health guru that I should come to about my life that you know nothing about is so crazy. But it's something that, you know, unfortunately we have to deal with, especially as women in the industry, because let me tell you something. Nobody is telling any of these overweight, obese men in the industry anything. Talk to them. <laughs> They're not saying nothing about <laughs> their bodies. They're not saying, oh, you need to work out. And it's it's that should be on both sides, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, if y'all really care about health, let's care about everybody's health. If we really care about health, let's also care about the skinny people that are eating fucking McDonald's every seven hours. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's not try to act like we really care when we really don't. It's really fat phobia. And so it's just wild. You know, I I, I hate it. But one thing about it, I love myself. So nobody mm-hmm. can make me uh, not. Yes. Mm. I mean, that's that's really it. <laughs> just put the just put the put the mic down. I just I mean, that confidence is something that, like we said, it's a process. And you've arrived at that place. And I'm so happy for you and for everyone else who's arrived at that place because it's not just in you, it's in your music. And the music is feeding people, right? And it's like you said, the transferring of that energy, we can hear in all your past singles. We are hearing it in Dancing Queen. We know that I'm speaking it 10 albums from now. Baby Tate is still going to be saying the same thing. Like, do you love yourself yet? Okay, I'm going to help you. You are guiding people along that journey. So I would love it if you could tell us a little bit about your new projects. If you can give us a little bit of tea, what energy other than like, girl, it's time to love yourself. Come on, let's let's what, what what's the vibe that we're going into with this next phase of baby tape? 
Yeah, so my next project is called Manny Petty, and it's really about the duality that we all have within us, where we do have those times where it's like, I need to love up on myself. And then I do also have those times where it's like, I might be doing some damaging things right now, but I want to because that's just what I want to do. Uh, we have those mm. moments where we're being positive and manifesting. And then we also have those moments where it's like, maybe I can get right down there with you and be pettier than you thought you were just being. And so that's a lot of the energy, um, you know, just going back and forth through those, those moments. And I think just allowing people to accept and realize that being both and having both energies is okay. Because I think that mm -hmm. with, you know, spirituality, um, and, you know, affirmations and, and manifestation becoming so like widely popular with people, which is amazing. I think a lot of people feel that because I'm, you know, on a spiritual journey and because I'm trying to uplift myself and uplift others that I have to I just like completely, I won't. Yeah. Like I won't fight you. You know what I'm saying? I oh, have I heard to that. I'm sorry. I was trying to whisper. We did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to whisper. I'm like, I won't beat your ass. You know, and so it's it's just accepting both of those realities as as one. So yeah, that's that's what it is. It's really fun. We just kind of finalized all the songs last night, so I'm super excited about it. Yeah, that's awesome. Congratulations, that's amazing. Thank you. <laughs> okay, Listen, okay. We need a petty answer. No, that's. I was just gonna say, like, I that is gonna be my energy this summer. I need a petty anthem, so I'm ready for this. What does bring out that petty energy for you? Oh man, so many things. I think the biggest <laughs> I think the biggest thing is when people doubt me. That's that's my biggest thing. I love to prove people 100% wrong. Like I just love to be like, "Aha, look at you. Look, you look stupid cuz you thought you knew that something and you didn't know." Nah, now look. So yeah, I think that's the biggest thing that Taurus. brings it out. <laughs> That, no, that's a that's, fair one yeah that that that's a great one because you're like you thought <laughs> and now i'm just gonna now i'm gonna have to embarrass you okay like <laughs> this is on you now <laughs> but i feel like that that's a good a good message to share that like we can hold both of these things in our heads at the same time right like i can be lifted i can be saved i can be spiritual but i can also make sure you know who i am and that you remember that and nothing will make you forget that. And I think that's something that is also so important for for Black women right now, right? Because we are constantly under attack, whether it is our bodies, our hair, our nails, whatever it is, it's always something. And so I think recognizing that, like, yeah, we I can do high road with you, Michelle Obama, but I can also get right in the dirt, too. Like, and that's mm -hmm. okay, too. And so I think also, like, I want to talk a little bit about that, like, that Manny Petty energy, too, because your visuals, right, your hair, your choreography, all of that is also so much a part of your brand and your vibe. And so I love you just to talk a little bit about those visuals and and that the look that you've curated that is so specific and so you that helps you to be able to have that Manny Petty energy, too. Yeah, you know, honestly... I was just thinking about uh, this earlier. I know Lakia has a song right now called I Look Good. And um, we were talking about some things with that. But, you know, the saying, when you look good, you feel good. And so for me, my whole aesthetic 
is like if I am not sitting and being in my aesthetic and who I am, I don't feel like myself. And so for me, every visual that I put out, every outfit that I wear on stage, every hairstyle, every set of nails, every mani, every petty, it has to be 100% baby tape. Otherwise, I will feel like an imposter in my own body. And I Mm. think that I started creating what that was, you know, very early, um, almost like right after, I will say right when I dropped out of college, because I think when I was still in college, I was like trying to figure myself out and like, do I want to be a a businesswoman? Do I want to go into like marketing? Do I want to be a psychology major? I don't know. (laughs) I just just didn't know. And so right when I, I finally figured out like, okay, this is who Tay is. This is who I am. This is how I feel most comfortable. Um, that just goes into everything that I do. And I think the comfort is the most important thing. Like it can be cute all day and all night, but if I don't feel right in it, put it on somebody else because it's not going to be, it's not going to be right for me. So yeah, I just always try to make sure it's always cute. It's always fun. It's always bubbly. It's always colorful. Um, it's, always youthful. It's never too much giving the girls grown, even though I'm definitely grown, but it's not like, you know, I like to be youthful. I'm still baby Tate. We dropped the young, but I'm still, I'm still baby. So yeah. <laughs> Wait, I love it. So uh, would you ever drop the baby or you, you do We doing baby things for life. I think I will be forever because what did Mariah Carey say? You will always be my baby. I'm okay. always be somebody's baby. So listen, come on, not wild off key, but uh, <laughs> we had to do it. We, we had to do it. I'm sorry. Okay, I love this. You're bringing such like a selfhood and like a personhood that you're like, I know who I am. And that's that's the end of the sentence. Thank you for sharing your energy. We're so excited to see you at the glow up where we can talk a little bit more and get real in depth with it. Getting our nails done. It'll be just like all good energy. So make sure we got to just like color coordinate. We got to know what what colors you're getting so we can make sure to just like coordinate all of that. What are we thinking? Um, I think I'm going to be in my green era at that time. Money era. Yes. I'm currently in my yellow era, as you could see from the lemonade braids. But I think I'm going to be in my green era by that time. Ooh, note taken. Got you. Chelsea, don't try to match her. Let her have her (laughs) moment. I'm fine. Chelsea said me too. Oh, that's so weird. (laughs) The Go Off This Podcast is a Refinery29 original. It is produced by Rashad Isaac, Crystal Devone, Jordan Mason, and me, Chelsea Sanders. It's edited by Hanger Studios. My co-hosts today were Krista Aduafo, Maya Carmichael, and Inaye Komanibo. Like what you heard and want some more? Head over to Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you listen to podcasts to catch up on all episodes. And don't forget to drop a review or leave a comment to let us know what you think. You can also find us where it all started, on Instagram, at R29Unbothered. Thanks for listening. And don't forget, it's okay to go off, sis. Money work.